This podcast contains explicit and graphic materials not suitable for all listeners. Details and topics discussed on wine, whiskey, and murder may be triggering, harmful, or traumatizing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. about it i didn't it probably do, has more than no, you yeah. melinda can read it oh, for you well actually it may in the back here I, I, and that's even I, tinier than the last yeah. one is it another woman born i doubt I it that's doubt a very awesome. masculine so, bottle yeah, this bottle is. is just cool as shit i would i would i would you would do what to this it bottle. <laughs> i would i would comfort this bottle but it's a it's a blended whiskey which i usually don't go for the blended just because i I think they associate blended with junk. I know our friend Don, who is from England, says blended is He's shit. He's British. First of all, Jen, you're saying it wrong. Blended. We're we blended. are blended. <laughs> and bamboozy. <laughs> that movie's awesome. I'm so immature. I love it, though. It is a great movie. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, this is an Irish whiskey. It's a blend of several different Irish whiskeys and American goat cast. Melinda? Goat? You? Oak. I was talking and chewing gum at the same time. Wait, yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. do that. You know what? Nobody wants Can't to hear me go. Alright. Wherever I am, I am grounded by where I came from. I can see it, I can feel it. I marvel at the magic that I call home. I can see its gentle water that gives way to angry storms. I can feel four seasons playing out in a day. I marvel at the shores sparkling in the morning sun, magically transforming into hues of gray and black. At the sea, that's why the bottle's so sorry. Cool. As the sea comes in to remind us of its unending presence and relentless power, my home is alive, and I am connected to it always. Mm. The thing about Irish, sorry, the thing about the Irish is when we're with friends, we're never in a rush. We're happy to be in the moment. That's by Graham McDowell, a quote. Ah. Nice. Oh, this is kind of cool. Irish. It yeah, sounds put cool. me anywhere near the sea and I'm mm-hmm. a happy girl. Happy, happy, Ooh, happy girl. It sounds cool. Ah. Open it. Ooh, it smells good, too. Alright, let's see what we got here. I really dig this bottle. That is like it's masculine. It's a nice bottle. I paint my fucking man cave to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really dig it. I'm guessing that's like the coastline or something. It's got very Celtic. It is. Yes, it is yeah. very definitely. Celtic-like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is peated. Oh, Melinda's no. got to smell it. It's nothing like hard bag. You don't smell it, do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's lightly peated. I wish I took the sticker off of this. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I would like to. I would say it's probably around a forty-dollar bottle. Maybe somebody could look real quick. 
Um, that's fucking delicious. I gotta quit cursing so much. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> this is the second episode we've recorded tonight, so we're several drinks in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm it glad should I brought be this, interesting. I'm glad I brought that extra whiskey just to try and let it know what we get done tonight. But no, it's absolutely delicious. I yeah. can't tell any notes yeah. or anything. How much? What was right? Uh, about 40 bucks. Okay. I figured. What's well, a small 700? They went to 700 mil overseas. Oh. They, they screw you on this little indention here. But mm-hmm. I think, I read this somewhere, that overseas 700 million across the pond. Across the pond. <laughs> across the pond. Uh, 700 mil bottles are the norm. 750 mm-hmm. is ours. Oh, okay. Um, I read that somewhere. I also read this. I was driving a Cadillac and a UFO at the same time. <laughs> I absolutely believe that. Yeah, you can't. You can't believe everything you read online. Um, I, what? Yeah, you can't believe half of what you see anymore. That's absolutely true. Yeah, um, true. But uh, if you're a fan of whiskey, this is delicious. Um, it's very, very smooth. I don't taste any of these notes and shit that people talk about. I wish I had a better palate for you, but I'm. Old, I couldn't even read the writing. I need some reading glasses. <laughs> um, I can't if I hold it on an angle and far enough away. I need arms that are six feet long. Um, it reminds me more of scotch than it does. Um, it's got the hints of the, well, it's definitely, uh, I wonder, can you look and see if it's peated, Misty? Anyway, I think it's peated. It's got a. The flavors are spice, honeycomb, vanilla, chocolate, it's not peated. malt, red fruits, and oak. Finished with malt and oak notes. Okay, that's all lies. None of it tastes like that, right? I don't know. James? I, I, no, I don't. I don't know any of that. I'm not a connoisseur on this. We drink a <laughs> tremendous amount of whiskey. Uh, we do. Give me chocolate and vanilla, but that mm-hmm. don't taste like no chocolate and vanilla to me. No, absolutely. The guy who it, bottled it this probably like? ate a Hershey bar at some point. Huh? <laughs> he did. <laughs> it tastes like whiskey. It, it tastes like whiskey. smooth whiskey. though. That didn't burn, right? No, no, no. That I was thought, probably one of the better ones I've yeah, tried of yours. Hardbake's probably one of my favorites. But the this is, worst? You know, you're it smells worst. the worst, but it tastes amazing. <laughs> it tastes the worst. This has got a, it's got a very smoky, not, not like the scotch smoke from the aisles, but, uh, or Islay rather, but uh, it's good. Anyway, what are you We're guys moving on to one of my favorite wineries. That's good. If anyone like has it. ever visited East Tennessee and been to Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, you know. Every time we go there, we spend an absolute fortune yes. on wine. And you know there are a ton, 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 ton of wineries. And if you ever get the opportunity and you're in the area, Apple Barn Winery is... One of my absolute favorites. It seems like um, they started it in Gatlinburg, I think. It seems like it, because they're so popular. I mean, they this one was what is based in... in uh, it might be on the Sevierville side, but, you know, it's all one... I it's haven't a had huge any of those that's strip. bad. No. They're it all is delicious. absolutely amazing. And they ain't paying us shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, not we, we spend 20 something bucks a bottle and they are sponsored nobody pays us shit so, but they're delicious since, since we get all the interesting information about the whiskey we're going to do the same thing with our apple bar, apple barn wine we're going to drink hey. some apple strawberry tonight oh my god that sounds good Uh huh. it says the early settlers of east Tennessee brought with them the European heritage of winemaking Lacking established vineyards, these pioneers turned the abundant fruits of the mountains, such as raspberries, strawberries, peaches, and apples, for their wine. Which is why I am so in love. I am thankful to be here in Tennessee with the 
the wineries we have in our area because they do yeah, pull so, many, so much from my favorite, my favorite wine from here. I don't have it because we haven't had a trip there for a while is uh, one of their raspberries and it's a sim sweet oh, and it is amazing. amazing. Oh, so um, you can, you can also buy this on online. You can go to the Apple Barn website and you can buy, uh, buy these wines. I just need to make Jim take me down. And if you put in the hashtag wine, whiskey, and murder, you receive 0%. Because they do give you some some off based on how much you spend. They do. But yeah, these, are, these are more lot, expensive. Um, and my hands are wet, so I'm going to let Adrian open the, the, the um, bottle. We but. got another crack because we classy. Yeah. need something with a damn cork. <laughs> but, uh, we'll get one. We will. I want some I've got a ponya. We can get some champagne. All right. Or sparkling wine. Or sparkling wine. It's, it's only champagne if it comes from champagne. I'm the only one that can open the damn bottle. Oh, she got it. She got it. Get you some, girl. Get you some. Good hand strength. I see why Joel's always smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from newlyweds, by the way. What? But it's only champagne if it comes from Champagne, France. I don't remember where I learned that from. I learned it from the movie The Rock. He said that monks were making wine. Somehow it got carbonated. Voila. Champagne. <laughs> Champagne. Champagne. There's a yeah. movie called The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. You've never seen The Rock before? It's an autobiography. Yeah. You've never seen The Rock either? <laughs> is this an actually It's what, a great Rock? movie. The Rock is fucking awesome. That's yeah. back when Nicole Cage. Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> well, we ha I have had quite a bit of whiskey already. Nicholas Cage was actually a. And Sean Connery. It was a great movie. It's Escape from Alcatraz. Alcatraz, yes, I loved that movie. I've seen it two or three times in the theater. Yeah, no, it was really good. Everybody's seen The Rock. I have not seen that movie. I've never seen a Sean Connery. I'm not going to be at your wedding. You're going to walk me down my way. Oh, yeah, I got to do that. It's going to be hard. Well, you need to watch this first because it yeah. it's a classic. It is a really good It's a classic movie. 90s. It's going to be your bachelorette party, man. Yeah. All right, let's let's enjoy some of our apple barn wine. Cheers. James, are you going to do your whiskey? Yeah, but I'm not drinking it with the wine. I want to try the wine. I'm not drinking the wine, but I want to try it. We drink this all the time. Just like he wants to try the Greek. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Greek. That is yeah. just Greek delicious. <laughs> so, like, yeah. try some. Yeah. That's delicious. One of my favorites. Well, the apple strawberry sweet? is delicious. The apple raspberry is my favorite, but apple peach is up there. Oh, my God. I love a peach. So oh, good. gosh. That's sweet. Like, yeah. Not, so not semi-dry at all. No, no, but no. Then they have seasonal wines where they pull in cranberry and pomegranate. The cranberry is probably my favorite. And, Oh, but you only get so it once good. a year, yeah, I guess, yeah. around the holidays. They pull it, pull it in uh, yeah, I love their cranberry. But yeah. The raspberry straight up delicious. It, it is. It's is real so good. good. So good. In, in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and all that, I mean, they just have so many great wineries. Mm -hmm. um, and like we were saying in a previous episode, Melinda loves the cotton candy from the Gatlin, Gatlinburg winery. Yeah. Um, but there are just so many. Tennessee Homemade. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's so many wineries. There are so and many. And breweries and everything mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so many breweries. And of course, we're in Tennessee, so they know a thing about whiskey. Yep. Yep. Bourbons and everything Old all over smoky. there. So we'll, you know, I love we've Springsteen. 
faded blue jeans. Yes. Oh my god. Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> we made it. Taylor! Minutes How many and 30 minutes? Seconds. Oh 11 minutes and 30 oh. seconds. That was the I quickest I need to listen yet. to more Taylor Swift because I don't get it. <laughs> Anytime she's very animated and just uh-huh. says something random, even if I don't know it's a Taylor lyric, I know you it's know a it. Taylor lyric. I'm yeah. like, ooh, look what Adrian had to do. <laughs> We made it another 20 seconds before another At this point, it's a game for myself because I'm yes. like, can I really like yeah. apply her yeah. to everything? And you yeah. can. Turns out I can. You can. Definitely between, can. between Adrian and our daughter, Jenna, mm-hmm. and they're, they they really get into that. Our t- it's hilarious. We're Taylor besties. They are Taylor besties. Absolutely. <laughs> I like Tay Tay too. I just don't know a lot of her stuff. Uh, well, again, we're educating you, so yeah. we're going to work on it. Yeah. Yep. I stand the Red Taylor's version, Folklore and Evermore. Everything else is everybody else's domain. Those three are mine. <laughs> I don't like the one with Miles. Uh, with that, was, that was Red uh, Taylor's version. It was. I, I actually like that song. I like the video. Yes, it was good. And that one where she's coming she out of the water. Talk about that. Yeah, that's the one. I like that one. I said you think about me. Sounded <laughs> better when Taylor sang it. <laughs> of course wow. it did. Burn. Yep. Rude. Don't be an ass. Well, she won't call me back. Uh, no. She to She's Twitter. a little busy. Yeah. She's she's like on a world tour now. You know. So. I'm almost a stalker. Almost. Almost. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? All right. I am going to present to you, uh, hopefully, an unknown case. I literally, like, searched on the internet to see, like, what are some unknown true crime cases. So I wanted to, like, you know, see what I could find. And I I picked out a few, and then this is, I will tell you what really sold this one on me (laughs) when I get to that part. But it's it's a lot. So I'm going to present to you... And I apologize in advance for any mispronunciations, but Can't you know this is <laughs> this is the story of Alan Legier, who is the monster of Miramichi. Now, this is a Canada story. Oh, so this is I'm so bringing you French Canada sound. international. Yeah. We're going international. Oh my god! Yes. You won't nice. be able to pronounce any of this. It's probably all in French. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, I can do like chicken all. cordon bleu. <laughs> if, you, if you will all join me on this wild ride. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Yeah. This story starts out like a lot of the ones we've all heard before. You picture a sweet town in the 1980s where no one is worried about locking their doors or leaving their keys in a car. Personally, I don't understand how that was ever a thing, but I digress. I don't think it was as rampant well no the information about it wasn't as as easy to come by absolutely that's because you're a baby i was gonna say you are i I mean maybe but (laughs) even in my childhood like i was afraid of the vacuum cleaner and i had to vacuum (laughs) when i I vacuumed with our kirby vacuum cleaner i made sure all the doors were locked and like i would have like doors closed like i would only be vacuuming one room at a time because i'm like nobody's gonna pop out on me i was paranoid She was made for this shit. Yes, I would have been more scared of the fact that your mother paid over a thousand dollars for a fucking right. vacuum. Right, <laughs> it was a shitty vacuum. Well, I think when it worked, I remember uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not sponsored by Dyson, but call me. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take our little time machine back to 1948. On oh. February 13th, Alan Joseph Legier was born. An early Valentine's Day gift to the world that unfortunately had no return policy. Oh! <laughs> Alan's family was low income and he grew up in poverty. Apparently, there was a lot of crime in the Chatham Head neighborhood of Miramichi, where Alan grew up. So I'm sure that didn't help his psyche. The area was known for thefts, assaults, and break-ins, which you will see is a recurring theme for Alan. Like so many of us, Alan's father left at an early age. Men do better. Yes. yes. He yeah. left Alan. Jim, you did good. Huh? You did good, you did Jim. good. Uh, but he left Alan, Alan's mother, and Alan's two siblings to fend for themselves. Um, Along with the struggle of growing up in poverty, the kids were also often teased for being fatherless. They always are. Which is, I think that's crazy to think of because it's so common these days. It is. Yeah. It is. So it's just like a different world. But yeah. Alan would often complain Sad. to his mother about the community turning their backs on their family. His mother had attempted to guide his train of thought to be less contentious. However, as you'll see, unfortunately, her attempts failed. From a young age, Alan would break into homes. Sometimes he was just trying to see if he could get away with it. Uh, other, time he would, other times he would try to steal things, including food, jewelry, and money. He became well-known by law enforcement and was in and out of jail throughout his youth. He also became known in the community as being unpredictably violent. Oh. Yeah. Alan's only friend was his older brother. He leaned on him, and he looked up to him. However, the Legier family would ultimately suffer a tragic loss as oh, Alan's, he was gonna die. As Alan's as older brother, oh yes. he died after being hit by a truck while crossing a bridge. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. That's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Um, and Alan's mother, her grief turned into rage whenever... Um, Basically, she ended up channeling that rage towards to Alan him. because oh, she would man. often tell him that the wrong son oh, had been Jesus. killed. I knew that was coming too, and it no. should have been Alan instead. Oh. I know. You say that to a kid. Hey, listen. I know it sounds harsh, but like, wait till you see where Alan ends up. So, oh. like, maybe she had a point. I know, but maybe well, she yeah, needs yeah, but, but I wonder if that doesn't point. Point you towards a, yeah, I don't know. Issue. He was already on a bad track. Well, on this one podcast I listened to, they always say you feel bad for the child, but not the person that they right. I mean, right. that's true, that's true. But Alan, at this point, he had basically nothing. His brother was gone, his mother had betrayed him, and his community feared him. So Alan decided to leave Chatham whenever he was 16. He moved wow. to Winchester, Ontario, and thought it would be a good opportunity to reinvent himself. So, okay. you know, good for yeah, him. Yeah, do it for do it in the right way, not right? Yeah. In the right. way that this case, so and that's where we're going. That's where we're going. All the murdery and shit. All murdery. Well, <laughs> in one of his only legitimate jobs ever, he worked as a car salesman. But I mean, who that's knows? Already sketch. I'm sorry. I was about to say, who knows how legitimate he actually was, though? Because he could have been like the dad in Matilda, where he was super gluing bumpers and turning <laughs> oh, back the odometers. <laughs> Regardless, though, it didn't take Alan long to realize that legitimate work didn't pay as well as petty crime. Uh -huh. He also did struggle in the sales environment, so 
Alan went looking for other ways to earn easy money and ended up resorting to a life of crime. Petty theft became as well a way of rebelling against the society he had seen as shunning him. And so he started to break into homes, again, to steal cash and other valuables. Sometimes he would even get caught in the act, which resulted in him not only being ridiculed, but beaten. Oh, wow. So that only further fueled his animosity towards the community. But, like, you have to love the logic there, because he's breaking into their homes, and then he's getting mad at them. <laughs> yeah. For, like, beating them up. Sounds so, like a man. Yeah, it's, it's their problem, not him. Yeah. Right? It's always the other person's problem. Uh-huh. So, due to the inconvenience of getting his ass kicked... <laughs> after breaking... After getting caught into breaking other people's homes. Yes. Alan ultimately would decide to alter his break-ins. Yeah. He decided to start being a decent human being and stop breaking in altogether. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> he decided... That was a good turnaround. <laughs> he decided that he would focus... <laughs> End episode. <laughs> he decided that he would focus on targeting the elderly because they can be more easily overcome. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Does he kill them? Gotta wait and find out. You have to wait. We're building up here, Andrea. Oh, you can't skip to the end. Uh, Easy there, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to that part, in a shocking turn of events, somehow Alan met a woman in Ontario and got married. Who are these women? That's what I said. I said is this a Carla Humboldt situation. <laughs> well, I mean, remember, my, he, my guy got married twice. Why? Yeah. Right? You know? But that's what I said. I was Women, like, "You deserve better." Yeah, my guy got married twice yeah. too. How? I know. I mean, my opinion, he must have lied on his VHS dating tape or whatever. Because <laughs> how does this guy stream scream eligible at bachelor? The mall. Yes. The VHS oh my VHS god! Yes. At the mall. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the happy couple ended up having two children together. However, Alan decided that a wife and two kids wasn't enough for him, so he thought he'd add in several affairs as well. Of course. So the couple ultimately divorced after a few years. God bless. I mean, like, a job on, like, a podcast is too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, to be somewhat fair, it seems Alan was working a normal job throughout his marriage as a mechanic. But he decided to quit after his 37th birthday. He was tired of trying to fit in, and it wasn't working for him anyways, because his co-workers would still make fun of him on occasion. After he quit, he moved to an area in Miramichi Valley called the Black River Bridge. I just want to note, he's younger than 75%. <laughs> but, uh, hold on, we got to get a drink. All right. This is where our story really picks up, kids. So, like all the trigger warnings, if there's a trigger, Alan will probably pull it. <laughs> now, since Alan originally left Miramichi Valley... I'm sorry. Like we just... <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? It took her a second to get there. If there's the trigger. a trigger, Alan's probably going to pull it. <laughs> Maybe I need to start drinking wine. <laughs> I think you do. Yeah. I mean, the last one was 11%. What is this one? I don't know. But <laughs> well, your, your whiskey is like. Yeah, I know, but I've only got about two or three Yeah, he's only of doing this. And yeah, you I'm guys. Just, I'm drinking it. You guys are drinking it like it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're drinking like light beer with it. Yeah. Yeah, some of us are. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what this he's got in our glass over there. It's 
and this one is one of those Ace Imperial Peach Ciders, the oh, high, so with good. 8%, 8%, which is not much, but it's a cider with 8%. It's which more than a nickel ultra. Yeah. <laughs> like twice as much. Yeah, it is. One. Thank All God right, they're not driving. We're sorry yeah. we got you off track with yep. the trigger. That was funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian was like, You're crushing it. <laughs> you got a Taylor Swift reference. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, James. Look what you made me crush it. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just, I'm just like blown all, away. Yeah. This is, she's yeah. doing so good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, since Alan originally left Miramichi Valley when he was 16, his reputation in the area had dissipated a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, big <laughs> reputation. Big, big reputation. reputation. <laughs> oh, you would be a big conversation. Yes, Joan. Yes, that was that one was Taylor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was too easy. No, it wasn't easy. One. I served that one. Here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't easy one. <laughs> but people were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, hoping that his days of crime were behind him. They were also unaware of the trouble he had gotten into with the earlier break-ins in Ontario, though. After Alan's move, he met John and Mary Glendinning, who by all accounts were a sweet older couple who owned a small shop and lived above it. The locals loved them, and they would open the shop early in the morning to meet and chat with their customers, which did include Alan. Uh. Alan had taken an interest in the Glendinnings after seeing a safe in their shop. He had also learned from John... That they weren't keeping their savings in a bank. So, PSA, don't tell people that because they don't need to know. No. No. Um, Alan had thought... Probably shouldn't tell people you have a safe. No, but Mm -hmm. apparently he saw it. Oh, that's true. Um, Alan had thought that stealing the safe would be a straightforward job. After all, he had already seen the safe, so he knew where it was. And he knew that John didn't stand a chance against him. He'd also seen Ocean's Eleven, and he was like, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's unlike previous theft victims where who were younger than John and were able to kick his ass. (laughs) So, to be clear, though, Alan didn't just want to break into the safe. He wanted to steal the whole thing and move it to his own little hiding place. He ended up scouting out two accomplices to help with the heist. He recruited 18-year-old Todd Matchett and 19-year-old Scott Curtis, who had an impressive rap sheet for the petty theft mm. despite their age. On the night of June 21st, 1986, they decided to put their plan into motion. They broke into the shop, found the fuse box, and cut the power. However, when they went to look for the safe, it was nowhere to be found. They decided to search the upstairs, and unfortunately, they found John and Mary, who were still awake. Oh, oh no. The three men took John by surprise, beating him to death. Oh. They also beat and sexually assaulted Mary, leaving Why? her Not unconscious. necessary. No. Not Stop. necessary, boys. Alan, Todd, and Scott Assholes. then fled the scene and had assumed Mary was dead. But by the grace of God, she survived. Once oh she God. regained consciousness, she crawled slowly to a phone and managed to call the police, who were able to locate and arrest all three of the men. Oh. Todd was the only one who pled guilty. Scott and Alan were convicted at trial. Now, as an aside here, Scott Curtis died in 2019 while he was serving his life sentence of apparent natural causes. He was 52. 
In 2006, Todd Matchett was granted day parole and was excited for the opportunity to be a cabinet maker in Vancouver at the age of 37. Todd took responsibility for his actions and showed remorse. He maintains, though, that Alan was the ringleader. He was also looking forward to the opportunity to make something better of his life. So I just thought that was a good mention because he was the only one who pled guilty initially, took responsibility. The other two were just like, whatever. So it sounds like he had a conscience. Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that carried through. Imagine being that young and Mm -hmm. getting caught up in something. So like to then do your time and then be almost 40 years old and then get the opportunity to like do something. I think people definitely can be rehabilitated. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, but you have to know you, you know you have to know you did something wrong right yeah. Some, yeah. sometimes these to, people that we've talked about believe that they that, did no wrong yeah. they're yeah. not upset at what they did they're upset they got caught yeah. exactly. right there's, there's a difference, there's a difference you know? for sure like that robert hansen guy he'd still well he's old and he'd be dead but uh yeah he'd still be killing until he got right. caught mm-hmm. he was not gonna stop absolutely it doesn't sound like this guy would right now this guy sounds much better i hope you don't <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that was our that was our happy note so. oh okay happy note <laughs> Um, Should have ended that on that. Off, yeah. That comes off early I in know. the story. <laughs> yeah. Alan tried to claim during the trial for the Glenn Dennings uh, that even though he was present at the scene, he did not participate in the assault. The jury called bullshit, and he yeah. was found guilty and was sentenced to life in a maximum security prison with the possibility of parole after 18 years. See, and that's the thing. Canada, they just do not. They're not like the United no, States. No, they put boots ass. Yeah. United then, States will bury you. Yeah. And Canada, even the UK, well, you know, they'll, you serve it, you serve like 20 years and then you get out and then you, yeah. A lot of times they yeah, start they, again. They kick you, you out know? after so long. Yeah. Um, you know Alan, though, he of course starts to blame society for putting him in prison. It couldn't be his, pa- his fault. So he attempted to appeal twice and was unsuccessful. So then Alan decided he was going to start being a model prisoner. He didn't get to any trouble. He worked out, read books, got along with other inmates, and did what he was told to. He even built up a friendly relationship with the prison workers. Alan had decided to turn over a new leaf. Just kidding. Alan was actually Alan was actually trying to play the long con, planning his escape. Maybe this wouldn't have been such a shock if the prison administrators were alerted that during trial, Alan had attempted to pick open his handcuffs in an un, un, in an unsuccessful attempt oh, to escape. Geez. So cute. So. I told you I'd let you know what sold me on this. Right? Oh, it's like Ted Bundy. <laughs> this. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. This part specifically is just, it blew my mind, and I was like, how is this even a thing that somebody thinks of? So, on May 3rd, 1989, Alan was escorted to a local university hospital in Moncton, Ontario, due to, due to a nasty ear infection. Alan had suffer. <laughs> Alan had devised a plan to make his ear infection so bad that it was impossible to treat in the prison infirmary. Oh. How does they do that without Google? Yeah, this is a long time ago. It's very rudimentary. Do you want me to tell you what he does? Yes, absolutely. he would poke his ear with metal objects and even pour his own urine (gasps) in it to make the infection worse. Ow. What happened to urine being sterile? That's Am I right? Like, <laughs> it is, it's it sterile is mostly, it, unless there's an infection. Right, and it's sterile. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Misty. That, oh, I knew that was a misty question. That's geez. why I put it in there. Yeah, that part, I was like, who does that? 
who pours urine in their own ear? Alan. Alan. Fucking Alan. Yeah, but you have a lot of time behind bars to think about this Uh stuff. Yeah. Uh You do. Now, when Alan was in the hospital, he had asked the corrections officers to allow him to use the bathroom. The guards let him go unsupervised as he was still shackled at his hands and feet. What they didn't realize, though, is that Alan had already fashioned a piece of metal into a makeshift handcuff key. He had also hidden a metal antenna from his prison TV set within his person, who, oh. which he had fashioned into a shiv. So this is like up his asshole. Yes. Oh, correct. Oh That's where my mind went. Correct. Alan bought some time by asking the guards to bring him some toilet paper. He unshackled his hands and feet, then he used the shiv as a weapon, threatening the guards, and made a run for it. The guards only had pepper spray on them, which didn't do any good, as Alan was able to successfully outpace the guards during the hospital chase. Seriously, Canada? Yes. This is why they're supposed to be armed. (laughs) They don't put any arms in, like, a prison if there's a gun. They're armed, and the prisoners can get to the gun. I mean, to be fair, they have I, way less gun deaths than we. I do. know, I know. They they do. Get, I, and I'm absolutely for the yeah. gun reform in the United States. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not thinking about like just civilians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, it's, it's odd to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And kind of back. Let's just shoot back to the urine. I mean, it's <laughs> one of those things that they say. Urine is sterile, but I am not there is on you. no. You're not, and I'm not peeing on me. <laughs> which that might not be that bad. Okay, but anyway, it's not technically sterile because there can be bacteria, but the bacteria is just usually in low. See, here comes the hiccups. <laughs> Two episodes in one night when you're not presenting is leads to hiccups. But that um, there's bacteria, but it's usually not. There's it's it's a very low number, right. so it's not like it's something that. So, so if there is bacteria, which obviously there was for him, yeah, yeah, Grimes. that's wild to me. Wild to me. I, that whole. That I'm whole surprised thing. we're not talking about him having a yeah. TV antenna up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's more you, I, I cannot get past the urine in his ear. Really? No, me I neither. Think, I think that's brilliant. Um, I just Don't give have, him credit. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm just saying that seems like he, he thought yeah, that out. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously he was... I've never he, thought about sticking yeah, an antenna no. in my ear. I, I stick a Q-tip too far in my ear, which you're not supposed to do, folks. At don't all. do. Yeah, we all but do it. we do it, and I stick that too far in my ear, and mm-hmm. that's painful. You're not supposed painful. to stick it in your ear at all. You're not, yeah, and that's not a it's, it's not a right. thing. It's not a thing. It's like you, you just go around the outside, but then you get, yeah, <laughs> you, get, you get carried away. It you get feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> it accidentally goes in the and wrong hole. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That is not at all what she was saying, Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where we were going with it. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to Mel. Right. Yep. Mel. When Alan made it outside the hospital, he happened upon a woman named Peggy Olive who was attempting to exit her car until Alan pushed her back in. He took her as hostage and ordered her to drive. Alan did eventually allow her to pull over and get out of the car, at which point he assured Peggy that he wouldn't hurt her. He then thanked her and drove off. He ended up dumping the vehicle just outside of town. I got more whiskey. Yeah, we saw that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to 
to these, bro. <laughs> Lots of editing. This one's I feel like this one's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joelle. <laughs> Thanks, baby. <laughs> now Alan had escaped, right? So he's definitely going to live a nice, normal life and forget about his criminal past. Nah, four days later, he was suspected of attacking a man named Max Ramsey. Max was found after his car was stolen, beaten, and without his wallet. The vehicle was later found in a nearby town. A few days after that, a woman found her house broken into and all her jewelry was gone. Police did set up roadblocks and they were able, or sorry, police did set up roadblocks and they were on the streets looking for Alan. They had even had helicopters surveying the area. However, they couldn't catch him. Less than a month after his escape on May 29th, Alan broke into a convenience store owned by Annie Flam, who was 75 years old, and her sister-in-law, Nina, who was 61. Initially, he had found Annie alone and demanded money. He then tied her up and beat her repeatedly with a blunt object right in the face, breaking her jaw. Why is that Fuck necessary? Fuck those assholes. I don't know. With the elbow. He then sexually assaulted her before ending her <sighs> life and one last blow to the head. Oh. Yeah. By this time, Nina had awakened. There's no place in hell. Yes. Mm -hmm. When Nina went to check on her sister-in-law, she found Alan, who then beat and raped her as well. Oh, Nina ended up faking losing consciousness, Good and Alan had assumed she was dead. Alan then carried her up to her room and tucked her into her bed. Alan then set the house on fire, stood outside, and watched as the flames consumed the house. Nina noticed the house was on fire, ran to the door, but was then pushed back into the house by Alan. Oh, <gasps> shit. Two oh. officers, Dan Pugh and Willen Dixon, passed by the house as all this was going down. They saw the flames and called the fire department. When they, when the firefighters and paramedics arrived, they found Annie lifeless and Nina unconscious. Nina survived, however, 70% of her body was covered in second-degree oh. burns, and she had to be kept on a respirator. Oh. When police were able to question her, she was able to tell them that her attacker had a chain around his waist and was rambling about how society had failed him. All this time, and he's still blaming society. At yeah. this point, I think it's evident that he's never going to realize that he's right. what's wrong, yes. and he's, he's the one the failing problem. society. Yes. He's the problem, it's him. Exactly. <laughs> he's literally it's raping, me. robbing, and murdering people, but he still can't admit to himself that he's the problem. Right. He knew it all too well. <laughs> oh, Joe! Stop! Oh, now Joe's oh, oh, I'm, I'm here all night. Woo. Try the deal. Yeah. Um, an RCMP officer named Kevin Mull was assigned to Annie and Nina's case. He took a semen sample from Nina and wanted to wanted to prove that it belonged to Alan. However, DNA analysis was still a new science that as of yet had only been used in the United States and Britain. And a fun fact, Alan's trial was one of the first in Canada which used DNA profiling to convict. Oh, wow. Nice. So it was he's still, a real OJ. <laughs> yeah. It was still in its infancy. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. Not like now where you can spit on the ground and they can find it mm -hmm. ten years later to yeah. trace DNA. Like, like you literally have to like, you, they're following people to try and like wait for them to throw away a piece mm. of They really garbage. do. Or smoke a cigarette and right. just that touching and they catch people that way. It's mm -hmm. crazy. While all this is going on, the Supreme Court of Canada had to shut down one of Allen's appeal attempts because they stated that 
They couldn't provide a ruling while he was unlawfully at large. Allen somehow thought that he still stood a chance at winning the appeal. Mm. Wow. A psychologist referred to him as a classic psychopath, noting how he was remorseless and how he thought that he didn't deserve to be held accountable for his crimes, and how society was really the one to blame. Of course. You never take any responsibility. Never. Never for Alan. Psychopath or a man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. On Friday, October 13th, two sisters named Donna and Linda Donnie, both in their 40s, were found murdered in their home after it was set on fire. Oh. Alan had apparently... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alan had apparently unscrewed their porch light, disconnected their phone line, and picked the lock on the back door. He tied up Linda and made her watch as he <gasps> raped and tortured Donna until oh. she died. This guy That's is... That's sadistic. Yeah. That is terrible. That's terrible. He then raped and tortured Linda. Police oh later God. discovered that Alan once had a relationship with Linda. So oh. that one was personal. Where did you find this guy? Oh my God. I know that you were like looking for obscure cases. This is just like... I cannot believe this is not a guy that, like, we've heard more about. I know. No, I've, yeah, I've never heard of him. Yeah. He cray cray. Yep. Autopsy results so that, sorry, autopsy results showed that he had cut the skin on most of Donna's face and beat her in the head, <gasps> causing a blood vessel in her brain to erupt. Oh, Linda's autopsy geez. showed more of the same. When Jeez. police, oh, Jeez. yeah. I'm not going to be able to sleep for two days. When police found the bodies, they were so badly assaulted and burned that they couldn't tell who was who. They had to identify them solely on the size of their bodies. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my well, the fire destroys all the evidence, right? Yeah. yeah. Slice, the fire is difficult. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh my as you can imagine, the town started to panic at this point. People's, Just now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People stopped going out to the point that traffic nearly diminished. This was the same town that used to use to sorry, the same town that used to leave their doors unlocked. And now they were starting to install security systems and buy guns. People who lived alone, especially seniors, started staying with relatives and neighbors and attempt to remain safe from the monster plaguing Miramichi. Halloween was canceled that year as the police didn't oh, wow. want Alan to take advantage of the situation with mass Dang. people roaming the streets. Right. See, Canada, Canada, they have their shit together. Uh -huh. They do. They do. They uh -huh. do. They, if, if there is even an inkling uh -huh. that there is an, a concern for the public, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, they're like your ass is staying home. Yeah. We're we're not taking any chances. Absolutely, not the same. Props to them, USA. Yeah, if if there's a buck to be made, the United States yeah. is yeah. no shutdown. Yeah. Um. On November fourteenth, Roman Catholic priest James Smith left the Miramichi Hospital around five p.m. and went to the rectory where he lived near the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary Church. At 9 p.m., a neighbor saw him on his patio and stated he appeared as if he was looking around as if he heard something. And this was the last time anyone saw him alive. Uh, the following day, when James missed the service he was supposed to hold, people grew worried as he was always punctual. They decided to check his house and found what police officers referred to as the crime scene from hell. How uh, old was he? She never said. 
I'm assuming elderly because all the rest were. Right. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You know, his mo seems to be Rebels. that he goes yeah. for the. Did we ever say why? Elderly. Why he attacked the man? Because it's been women. Yeah, this is this is the first man, right? Yes. Well, well, well the first the very first couple. couple. But it's it's the same overall motive as you'll uh-huh. see. Robbery. Oh, okay. So, okay. Right. I mean, so with the women, the he's obviously he's going, going for, for sexual, yeah, yeah, sexual he, he reasons. Um, That's weird with older women, too. I mean, like, maybe Helen Mirren. Sure. <laughs> I'd have that. Of course you... Yeah, that's your She's hall pass. That's one of your hall passes. She is a hall pass. Yeah. She's gorgeous. I mean, it is just, like, not even to be, like... that. It, 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 it's, it's always odd to me when anybody... Because... It's just different, you know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, it, it's it. Oh my it's different. It's different. <laughs> that is different. Oh but it, but it is. I mean, that's not. That's not a demographic you expect. You think, right? Exactly. To see people targeting. Sexual, right? I can see, I can see targeting the elderly like to steal their stuff, right? Take advantage of them. God knows they do that all the time. These telemarketers yeah, and stuff, yeah. because they're you know your brain slipping, hell, my brain slipping. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. they're an easy but, target, right? Um, but, but not for the sexual aspect. Our elderly are precious. Those are not the the folks that you know you. What the hell you don't see somebody as a grandma and a grandpa, right? You know, I, I, I don't get it. I there's don't, I don't a whole other. I don't know. There's... And it's the same thing with chi- the children and the elderly. You, mm-hmm. you yeah. see that. You see and the yeah. innocence of children. You and you see your grandparents and grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the children don't get to live time. their lives. And mm-hmm. the elderly, their lives are taken in a way that. And what should be their greatest years of relaxing yeah, and enjoying their lives. Enjoying their, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the and their lives their are ending because of assholes like Alan. Absolutely. And I didn't have it written down originally from of the other source material I had, but I did look up real quick, and he was sixty nine. Yes, another older yeah, fellow. Yeah. Um, Mature. Okay. Yes. Now, as far as the the crime scene, blood was everywhere. Father Smith had a massive cut on his chest. His eyes were gouged out. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Three God. teeth were broken, and his tongue was almost ripped out. Oh. An autopsy revealed that his rib cage had been separated from his sternum, which led them to believe that whoever killed him stood on his chest with both feet jumping up and down forcefully. Oh my god. Like that's another rage. fact that I just yeah. can't that's forget. That's so much rage involved in that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Alan had even oh. spent the night at James's house after the murder. The rectory safe had been broken into. He ate, washed his boots, put plastic bags on his feet so he could walk around and keep so the just blood like off. And chill out. Yes. And he even changed his bloody clothes. Alan also answered the father's phone at one point and told the caller they had the wrong number. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So can you yeah. believe the audacity? Yeah. yeah. But just don't answer the phone. Yeah. Like, he can't even be bothered to get the blood he spilled on his feet. And I can't imagine seeing that crime scene, much less living in it for a night. Right. Uh, It's insane. They disassociate with it somehow. They have to. Right. I mean. Yeah. That would be like. Or they revel in it. I mean. That's true. true. That's true. It could be that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't 
imagine that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. somebody that is that there's some wires sick and missing. twisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some wires aren't crossed or yeah. for you not to have the the empathy or empathy. 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 Yeah. Empathy. For yeah. anybody. Yeah. Right. To not you know feel horrible and to be able to turn mm-hmm. that off and go back to ooh look at they got yeah. Helen's fanning. Now, lucky for police, Alan had left lots of DNA at the scene. They also found that Father Smith's car had been stolen. They were able to track the car to a train station where the cashier had told them that a man matching Alan's description had purchased a ticket to Montreal. The police immediately contacted the Quebec authorities and told them, I guess I should say that differently. The police immediately contacted the, did I not, Quebec? Every time I want to say it, I want to say Quebec, and I feel like that's wrong. Quebec. It's, it's Quebec, Quebec or something or Quebec. whatever. Yeah, it's Quebec's a, it's how we say it in Let's Jersey. Google it. <laughs> Google is our friend. I feel like if I try to say it anyway, but it's the way not I'm trying Quebec. to say it. Yeah. I know that, but I, would say I think most people say that, okay. say no matter where you are in the world. But I think it's Quebec. Yeah, he had to listen to me that show we watched. Big Bang Theory. Well, that too, but no. Quebec. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Jersey. Well, it says American pronunciation. Well, I'm American. Quebec. Is it? Right. <laughs> the police immediately contacted the Quebec authorities and told them to stop the train and search the passengers. They provided Alan's mugshot and told them to check for an eagle's tattoo on the right forearm. The Quebec authorities did stop the train and calm the passengers. They found someone who came close to the description of Alan. They questioned him, but he looked smaller, more clean-shaven, with shorter hair. I have heard this story. <laughs> this just reminded me. Right? Yep. Oh, see, this passenger said his name was Fernand Savoy of Oostouche. Probably butchered that. I apologize. But he, it was obviously made up to begin with. They still asked him to roll up his sleeve, and there was no tattoo, so they let him go. It was the wrong. Sorry! Oh, oh my God! I'm sorry. Yeah. She spoiled it. So I'm yes. Sorry. That bad was news. Bad news. The police had him in, in their hands the entire time. Yeah. In Jeez. that moment, that was Alan, but they were wow. given the wrong information regarding the tattoos. I don't it know where I've heard it. It was on the left forearm the entire time. Holy shit! So once again, imagine being Alan at this point. The police have you in their sights, but they ask you to show the wrong arm and you're home free. And for a society he hated since he was a teenager, they sure gave him a break there. Yeah, that's the endorphins of the rush to know you just... Oh, that probably, he just, like... He got off on that. that. Uh And I think that's where we go next. I think that blew up his head a lot. You'd be right. you feel invincible. Because yes. it's literally a 50-50 and at that point. Exactly. And so where we go next is fun. Um, after this miss, the search expanded countrywide and Crime Stoppers put out an award of $50,000 for information leading to Allen. But they had him. They had him, yeah, but they lost him. Yeah, they had him. Right. On November 23rd, a St. John taxi driver named Ron Gomke was stopped by a man wanting to go to Moncton. The driver called the dispatcher and agreed to the ride whenever he found out the fare was $100. 
However, once the man was inside the taxi, he pulled out a gun and told the driver that he was the man everyone was looking for and admitted he was Alan Legier. Oh, shit. So, like we were saying, I feel like that moment where he got away with it mm -hmm. just really sent him on yeah. this tirade right. where he thought he's invincible. Because yeah. now he's telling people who he is and right. telling people that he's being looked for. Yeah. So... That was a snowy night, and Ron ended up crashing into a snowbank due to icy road conditions. Alan then took the cab driver hostage and stopped another vehicle driven by a woman named Michelle Mercer and asked her to help them. Michelle agreed to help, and when the men got into her vehicle, Alan revealed his gun and his identity to her Again. once more. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. What Alan didn't know, though, was that Michelle was an off-duty RCMP officer. So she drove them towards Moncton and had to stop for gas. Alan took her car keys, filled the gas tank, and went into the store with $15 to pay for gas. While Alan was in the store, she grabbed the spare car key that she was hiding and drove off with Ron before Alan could catch up. And what's crazy is that there, there's no way that would have happened today because all gas pumps are prepaid. Right. So yeah. Michelle and Ron would have not been able to escape that way. Right. Yeah. Now, just as the night turned to early morning on November 24th, Michelle went to the nearest RCMP department and reported everything she had just went through. The officers immediately set up roadblocks and started combing the streets. During all of this, Alan had stopped a truck driver named Brian Golding and ordered him at gunpoint to take him to the airport. He told the driver that he was going to go to Iran. He instructed Brian to use back roads in an effort to avoid the police. However, another truck driver passed him and thought this was unusual as large trucks don't usually use back roads. He reported his suspicions to the police and they managed to catch up to Alan after about a 30 minute chase. Like a big rig? Yeah. Wow. Funny enough, when Alan was finally cornered, he surrendered without resistance. He didn't want to risk facing the cops and losing, as he preferred to only pick fights with those weaker than him. Oh, absolutely. Right. Let's, let's go for the elderly. Exactly. Asshole. He really only Power. wanted to fight when there was a good chance that he could win. Right. His escape lasted 201 days. Wow. Yeah. On August 13, 1990, Allen was sentenced to nine additional years for his escape and the kidnapping of his original gateway driver, Peggy Olive. The additional years were to be served concurrently with his original life sentence for the murder of John Glendinning. On November 20th, 1990, he was tried for four counts of first-degree murder and DNA evidence was admitted in court for the first time in Canadian history. A year later, on November 3rd, 1991, Allen was found guilty of all four of those murder charges and was sentenced to life without the ability... Sorry. He was sentenced to life without eligibility for parole for 25 years. Heck yeah. I can't believe they would even consider parole. That's, that's, that's just the way that, that yeah, they do. I mean, there are people, I think, that can be But, of course, they don't necessarily, doesn't mean they're getting out. Yeah. No, I know, but. But, there's, there, there should our be a life, cap at the amount of people our life you is life. Yeah. We do Their know, life is not life. We do have. We do, yeah. Situations we do. where we do, we but, do, but you know, it is. it's not like countries. it is in other countries. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. There was a parole hearing in 2021. It depends on if there is a, a possibility of parole. Right, right, right. Or not yeah, that. When you are sentenced mm -hmm. in the United States. Well, yeah. and it's like at the very beginning they don't, of yours. They do but... not 
the guy who like admitted his wrongdoings and he obviously was rehabilitated. Yes. yes. It would there be nice to know those. how he turned out, you know. I would be like to know. There's nothing about him which means that's good news. That's probably good news. Yeah, no news is good news. Exactly. Um, there was a parole hearing in 2021 for Allen where he had requested day parole under supervised release. Oh, geez. Allen took four an- sorry, Allen took four hours to answer the parole board's questions, taking yes or no questions and stretching them into 10 to 15 minute answers. Oh, he was repeatedly asked to keep his answers short or get back to the topic at hand. And even before the hearing started, he was interrupting the hearing officer. And he ended up extending the routine hearing almost an hour. What? Moving on. Mm-hmm. Denied. <laughs> when, when asked if he considers, when asked if he considers himself a violent person, he said no. Of course not. When no. asked if he considers himself a sexual offender, oh, he also said no. Liar. Well, no, offender, like as if, liar, as if he did liar, it, like a sexual offender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how can you say no? That's what I'm saying. How can he say no to either? I don't understand. Exactly. That's yeah. why I said liar, liar, pants yeah, on I mean, for him sense. just to say this stuff, it's like he doesn't even understand what's going on. So it's like deny parole yeah, at that point. Absolutely. Because he's he not going to take accountability for that. Absolutely. Well, that's where, that's where it gets fun. Because one of the board members <laughs> called him out and Super said violent. that his record speaks to more severe violence and death absolutely. than he's taken responsibility absolutely. for. Absolutely. Yeah, Another definitely. board member asked if he's reminded in any way of the pain and suffering people felt as a result of his actions. Alan said, yes, I understand that part. But then he said he didn't understand why they can't forgive me, why they can't forget. <gasps> really? Yeah. Because oh, you took, geez, like, their you, children, you killed, their siblings. Killed, yeah, their parents, killed their parents, their grandparents. Yeah. robbed them Fuck from everything. Fuck you, Alan. Yeah. 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 Okay. No. Alan was also asked if he Fucking takes responsibility Alan. for the four Fucking murders Alan. he was convicted of during his escape. He said that he was present, but that he wasn't the only one. He added that he was found guilty, but they didn't get it right. Ultimately, he had denied killing two of the four victims and blamed unnamed accomplices for the other ones. Yes, an accomplice with the same MO as him. How convenient, right? No no responsibility, yeah. When asked... Yes, absolutely. (laughs) When asked about his violent sexual tendencies, Alan said that the female prison employees weren't afraid of him, and he's not like that. However, the board also called him out on this, stating that, in fact, there have been issues with the female staff, as Alan had fixated on some of the women he had sent poetry and handmade cards to. Ow. Oh, yeah. so he's a romantic. Well, that's no. what I'm saying. Side note. <laughs> what, the new romantic. <laughs> yeah. What is up with prisoners thinking they're poets? What could possibly be romantic about maximum security prison, uh-huh. or any type of incarceration, for that matter? Well, Taylor has not been incarcerated, yet, so we <laughs> don't know. Bottom <laughs> The board said that Allen's files speak to antisocial and narcissistic disorder and obsessive compulsive personality disorder, and he scores high on the psychopathy checklist, psychopathy checklist, sorry, Mm -hmm. a result connected to high rates of recidivism. Yes, I had to, like, Google, that is a word. It's a word. Yes. Recidivism. 
but it it's just a means... word. It's a mood. Jima <laughs> is a blank look. I know. I did the same I've thing. I've never even it heard of recidivism. It just means like the possibility of him. That means how if they're it happening come back. again. Yeah. I should have stayed in school. Recidivism. I had googled it myself. This is literally me listening to podcasts <laughs> about true crime all day long. I don't think that that's got to be the first time I've ever heard no, that word. That just it just means, means there's a higher rate of him repeating re- the same yeah, action. Repeating the. Right. A repeat offender. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, let's use that word. And we're trying to be fancy here. That <laughs> no, was fancy. For the men, <laughs> yeah. it's repeat offender. <laughs> the parole board, of course, denied his parole request, and while giving their decision, they stated that Alan remains an untreated sexual offender and violent offender. Yes. Why is he untreated? He's been There in is the no treating this man. No, there's no rehabilitation. Oh, I, I like didn't... That. What I'm thinking is, like, are they not attempting to treat him? Or is it just that he's not, like, rehabilitated? He's not rehabilitated. I don't think you can rehabilitate somebody like that. Alan is 75 now, and he's still incarcerated in Canadian maximum security prison, where he will likely stay until his death. I hope so. Okay, can I just say The difference is the, the poor young guy that he... Roped in to he helping him. He was just going along with, with the type thing. Absolutely, right. he made that's a, a totally right. different a horrible situation. Decision, but he knows he, it. He, those both those young men got into it thinking it was going to be a robbery. Exactly. Right. Now who work. knows? I don't have the details on who did the extra which stuff. Which is which is wrong. But but, but the, that I don't remember which what his name was, but he took responsibility right. for it. Right, and that's a huge thing. And it is. this is mm-hmm. the totally opposite. We all opposite. make mistakes. Todd Matchett so like was that, the one who took right. responsibility. So Todd, he, responsibility. he recognizes, I'm dumb, I was a dumb young teenager, I'm going to change my life. Alan's not that. Right. Alan is a, a sociopath, psychopath, mm-hmm. you know, that... Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's not rehabilitated. He's not, he's just not going to be rehabilitated. No, I don't no. care how many classes classes you throw at somebody like that. It's not going to happen. Well, he no. shows that even in, like, his parole hearings where yeah. he's, like, not taking. Will not, it. he doesn't follow yeah. directions. Mm-hmm. He wants to drag this stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't, he can't, he has to be in control. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is, I mean, that's just not, he is very clear that he is not one that's going to. Now, let's go back to his mom. Don't you think she had a point? <laughs> she does yeah, have I a point. Was about to say she it. does. But it is sad because you think of a, you think of a mother or a parent, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, parents sometimes. Well, like when you you're know? with your story. His mother enabled him and was his accomplice. She was. She was. Alan's absolutely. mother was not. She was like, you're, she there's was something absolutely. wrong with you. And, and the, her daughter-in-law, you know, it was so funny. It just was wild to me that Howard Hawk Willis was questioning Wilda on the stand because he just used the system to keep from having a, an attorney. And so then, you know, that just bought him time after time. I mean, it was like eight years. Mm-hmm. 
and she called him out, you know, whenever he asked the question, you know, about my, my, you know, what was your relationship with, like with your mother-in-law? Mm -hmm. And she pretty much just said, she was fucking crazy and so are you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's sad when mm -hmm. you look at just how, you know, you have the parental involvement and in, in how just that there are just so many different ways things can turn out mm -hmm. based on how somebody is parented versus, you know, there are those that are enabled, like Howard Hawk Willis. There are those, like, Alan's mother, Alan's mother yeah. said nature versus nurture and like yeah. everything in between. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I think you can be dealt a shitty hand. You can. Absolutely. And, and still be a decent you, human. You can. <laughs> you were like, dealt a shitty there. hand. Yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah, but there was people out yeah. there, or not was, there are people out there that have, but you, you, you know, even the basics of right Just and wrong. Just being it. You a are, human, right? Humanity, because there are people Sympathy. that are just horrible. Yeah. you mm -hmm. know, have gone through horrendous things. Not like me. I mean, horrible, horrible things, and turned out to be good, great people. Mm -hmm. No, you I, know. you, you, you're you can't not gonna. Lean, you can't lean on that can't. and use that as an you excuse all no. your life. But you it's can't. just interesting, as the juxtaposition mm -hmm. between. Hardhawk Willis and his mother, Betty, mm -hmm. and then Alan and his mother, which his mother recognized early mm -hmm. that, yeah, she you know, you were not, you, no, but, she uh, might not have been, but, right, but, you know, but she, she saw him as the son that should have gone versus mm -hmm. right, the yeah. son that was, right. probably right, would the, have, would have went on to do, do a lot positive in right, the but world the thing is I think you can go two Alan. directions. You can go the completely opposite of this crazy fuck. Yeah. You can go, I'm gonna prove my mom right and be mm -hmm. that great person. Mm -hmm. You can go the exact opposite the hundred percent of the you spectrum yeah. instead of going the, the you know he just proved her right. Yeah. I did. You know, he did. He, he proved you know her right. I would think that you would want to prove mm -hmm. her wrong. Mm -hmm. Of course this is the easy way out too. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. I'm not going to point out who it is, but I know from my own personal experience, I know siblings who were raised in the exact same environment, and one of them used the environment they were raised in to build on their life and make a better life mm -hmm. and do right. as much as they could with it, and then the other sibling used that as an excuse mm -hmm. for why their life turned out so shitty or why the right. mistakes right. that they made or whatever it's, other that's people's why fault. There's, that's right. why exactly. there is such a huge debate with, like Jim said, nature versus nurture. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, there is a lot to be said about that because... There's a lot to be can. said about taking responsibility for your own actions. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is. You know. But enough, the whole nature versus do. nurture thing is just wild to think about. Because mm -hmm. you can think about it one way and you think, oh no, it's definitely mm -hmm. nurture. And yeah. then you're like, oh no, it's I can it's remember in college, my psychology classes, you know, that was one of those things that, that we had a huge debate on. You know, you had to, you had to kind of look at the, a situation and argue 
your side, mm -hmm. whether it was nature or nurture. And it's very interesting to see the differences when you really drill down to to what people go through and what their what their experience is. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know, you ha might have somebody that has had all the opportunity in the world but squander it. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then you, you know, with with you know, then you have somebody that had no nurturing, mm -hmm. no 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 loving interactions or whatever. But then then they turn around and they can be an amazing let, parent. They, right. they don't want to let that define them. That yeah. is, yeah. Exactly. They, they and, and so that is such a such an interesting that. mm -hmm. that's just an interesting thing to really sit down and think about when you when you look at these people because it's different from person to person. It, it is. absolutely has to be. I mean, yeah. you can't just like look at something and say this didn't have an it's effect on somebody's yeah. life. Mm -hmm. But it's, exactly, mm -hmm. it's not just black and because white either. Because it doesn't either. define the per. It doesn't right. define the person. The person could have mm -hmm. such, you know, the odds stacked against them, but mm -hmm. they rally against that. Right. And then right. you could have somebody that has been given every opportunity you see and that all the time. It. You mm -hmm. see that yeah. all the time. These especially young rich kids. So often. Uh, wealthy the neighborhoods, preppy murderers. Preppy murderers yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and they squander it all. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. and then I bet uh, it doesn't get enough attention, but there are so many people that were not brought up in a way that we would think of as, you know, a good relationship mm -hmm. with their parents or, right. or right. brought up in a good situation where they had money and all that. And they bring themselves up to be a great, decent human being. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. you have that choice, especially as an adult. You can complain and whine and bitch when you're a child. But once you get to a certain age, you have to take responsibility over your own yeah. actions. Mm -hmm. And decide, you know, he decided to go that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, he, had know, a he knew it was wrong. Yeah. There's always it. a choice. You know. Yeah. I, I, and maybe there's, you know, mental issues with some of these people. I know... We've talked about some crazies, but yeah, I mean, I'm I feel like I very much err on the side of its nature because it just seems like he was kind of a bad egg from the a beginning. It was yeah. just he was always. Yeah. Yeah. What did you? But say? you also wonder if his brother would have never died. Would that have? Would that have? Was that a trigger? Would that have? Trigger warning. Put his his <laughs> life in a different trajectory. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's possible. Just, you know, we could woulda coulda shoulda this yeah. stuff all night. You two need to quit, whatever I'm you're sorry. doing. Yeah. I made that semi-sick <laughs> I heard you, and I just I ignored you. It, so. It's probably best you missed it. <laughs> you can hear it on the podcast if she doesn't cut it. This is a preview <laughs> between, on the Lacey Peterson case. Is yes. <laughs> oh, Lordy. He's fucking guilty. I'm he is. so he's glad you're with he's me. He's a piece of shit, he's but he's not. Exactly. He's, he's he not. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. I cannot wait for you to try to It does not bother me a second that he's in jail. No. Not, not a bit. He's a like, piece I'm of not... shit human, and the world is a better place with him behind bars. I'm kind of like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think he killed his wife, because I don't think he's, like, 
intelligent enough. That's just like this. Okay, stop. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a, that's yeah, an argument for another yeah. day. But I yeah. never said he was intelligent. And that's why he got caught. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. But I do want to thank my thor- my sources really quick. Please. So your authorities. Yeah, my authorities. <laughs> my they are the authority on this story, and yeah. I got all my information from them. So um, there was an article article from Newsbreak called. Canadian serial killer Alan Legier, and it was written by True Crime Mysteries Megan on in September 2022. Um, there is a Medium article called Alan Legier, Monster of Miramichi, written by Liam Hall in March 2020. I love Medium articles, just by the way. They're awesome yeah. articles. <clears throat> um, and then I have a few CBC articles um, that are covering the parole hearings for Alan and for Todd, and then the the death of Scott, where he died. So and that's it. Well Good done. job, Mel. Snaps nice. for Mel. That's, that's a snap in a circle. It is. <laughs> With two twist. snaps in a circle. With a twist. <laughs> With a twist. Yeah, Melinda. Because we were watching in living Thank color. <laughs> Homie, don't play that. <laughs> Nobody that's listening will have ever seen that. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mel, do you know? I know of the show, yeah, but I can't recall, like, watching it. That's do you remember? Yes, because you were, you were. Yeah, you were young. But a uh, funny show. Mm-hmm. That's where Jennifer Lopez came. I was, that yeah. was exactly my that's next point. That's why I won't watch that girl. show. She's a fly girl. <laughs> I'm not a big J-Lo fan either, man. She's no. the worst. She's, I don't know if she's the worst, but she's in the bottom five. <laughs> I'll at least agree with that. The bottom five of the Jennifers? <laughs> no, just, just women in general. Yeah. She's probably a nice lady. If she's listening, sorry. She's not. Ask Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he came back. He did, but he looks miserable as hell now. He's always outside smoking, wishing he would die. <laughs> he always cancer. looks He's miserable. the most relatable celebrity, though. Yeah. Him with his, like, Starbucks, or no, his Duncan, sorry. His, his Duncan no, no, no. and his cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's just sitting yeah. outside. Just with that look on his face. Yeah, exactly, like, that look. I love his fucking Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they're great. They're great. He's like, you know, and they're like, Matt Damon, he's like, <laughs> good old Ben. We support you, Ben. Yes. We do support you, Ben. Yeah. Well, this was good, Melody. That was really great. You did a fantastic Thank you. job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appreciate it. You made me have to raise the bar. I know, right? We're all raising the bar the yeah, next I'm time. I'm going to copy your format because that was amazing. For well, real, right? Well, thank you. I, I'm not that humorous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. You are funny. And that was supposed to be my job here. <laughs> Sorry. You rubbed uh, off on me, I guess. I That's why she went ahead and let you go first. Yeah. Hers was going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mine just depressed the shit out of everybody. Yeah. It did. It did. But we ended on a good note because there yeah. was, they, she was able to pull humor in a really, really shitty, shitty. Yeah, I take heavy inspiration. Sorry, I can't even talk anymore. Heavy yeah, inspiration yeah, yeah. from the last podcast on the left, which is my favorite podcast. Yes. I hear it's a great podcast. It's I my favorite. It. It's, I yeah, it's great. I hear so. I'm surprised you're not wearing that shirt. You wore it every I day. Should've. It seemed like for a yes, month, yes. actually for a year. No, I still have it. Even though it's got holes in it, I even got a new one. But I just, <laughs> I love those boys. They're great. And here we are. Empty. Another empty bottle. Another empty mm-hmm. wine bottle. Mm-hmm. I had a couple more drinks of whiskey, and I'm now on Mick Ultra. We're not paying a shit. 
I think most like I could wouldn't it be great if Nick Ultra sponsored us? Like, <laughs> we drink should, so much for. Nick Ultra. If they sponsored they us, should. then their stock and shit would plummet though because we buy so drink much. it all. It's against their better interests. Yeah. yeah. Maybe get it as a discount or something. Yeah. Be nice. A discount's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, well done. That was great. Thank awesome. you. Thank you guys for listening. Well, have we mentioned Selena's this time around? Or we no? did this time. Okay. Last time. So we have a good friend, Selena, who is opening a wine bar in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you're in the area, please keep your eyes open this fall. It's called Inspire Wine Bar, and it will be open on 116 Commerce Street. And it's going to feature like a lot of like local-ish wines. She's done, like, a lot she's of research done, in the area. Yeah, she has. She's gone regionally in and North gonna be food Carolina. Too, like, like and food, snacks, yeah. yes. Yeah, Cheeses, stuff like that. Cookery type she's stuff. She's gonna do, like, tapas. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know what the hell a tapa is. I don't either. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, small plates. Okay. I think it, I, thought, I was thinking it was the, not the undas. <laughs> <laughs> but the tapas. And then yeah. you put a slice of meat and cheese on it. That's it's a it is. It is. So yes, please look for Inspire Wine Boring Kingsport, Tennessee. And if you're there, you might run across us. That's it's very possible. It's very very possible. There's Super a slight chance. Just a yeah. slight chance. Especially if you say you heard it from here, because then we get a discount. Oh, Talina, Talina. hasn't said that. No, yet. I'm just saying that I'm going to say Talina. Talina we yeah. want a, we want a discount. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it, Selena. I only got your permission to advertise. <laughs> well, we'll blame it to. on Jim. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just wishful thinking. You know who to blame it on. Yeah, that's all we're saying. She knows where to find him. That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, once again, Melinda, amazing episode. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank so you. Good. We're yeah. very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate I it. Can't wait till you write my next one. <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot of work. <laughs> These are a lot more work than I thought they were. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that you guys, I'm, I'm appreciative that you guys are doing what you're doing and just can see, like, the work. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I greatly appreciate that. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. But we, but we are so happy to be able to help you to keep that, yeah. that you. love of doing these episodes in the podcasts and all that alive and that was you know that was hard for us to watch in -hmm. the beginning you know where you had to step away because of the amount of work it is on you Mm -hmm. and and all of us in researching our episodes realize how much work is holy mackerel the work yeah that goes into it and so you know we wanted to to support you to keep Keep your your love of doing this alive, but we've also got a really <laughs> we got a crash course and <laughs> and how how extensive the research right. and and the time that it takes mm-hmm. and you know we're not even doing the editing part of that, but we're we're happy it's, that we're able yeah. we're happy that we're able to kind of 
help keep this going, and, and we'll just see where it goes. Plus, I get a new bottle of whiskey every week. So Yay, <laughs> for Jim! Of course, Yay. i got to buy it, so yeah. that well, part, You but... get to buy my our wine, too. We'll just <laughs> you, since you're buying the whiskey, we'll let Yay you buy the me. wine. Yay, Jim. <laughs> they have literally been offering for several months, and I just... I couldn't like pull the trigger on it, it because I know how much it is mm-hmm. and whatever. And no, I just appreciate everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we love, love, love our, we love, love, love our Adrian, and we'll support her in any, any way we can to keep this thing a going. Thank yeah. you guys. So I will much. say it's fun to see what everybody brings to the table. Every yeah. week. I like yeah. to see the different perspectives yeah. too. Like that's super fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought thirty years ago when I pulled up along that woman and offered her $30 that we would be here now, baby. You are hilarious. Yeah, here we would be. Why not 300 30 Yeah, that ago, was the going rate. That, that was 1992. Yeah, I didn't have that much money in 92. I had $300 a week. Yeah. Worth every penny for you. Oh, thank you. I just make you pay more now. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Yes, All thank of my you. people here. My family. Yes. yes. Everybody listening, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you. Next time we probably won't have the crickets in the background. Nope. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We should be cricket we free will next be, time. We will not be camping the next Even time. Even though we said that last time. But we mean it this time. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. camp a lot. We don't have so. any more research ready. So. It's yeah. summer. It's summer yeah. and it's nice out. Um, it's been a nice couple days. It has been. It's good to get out in nature. In nature? In nature. Versus that, nurture. Versus nurture. nurture. <laughs> is, that, is that the New Jersey speak for nature? Nature. Nature. That kind of sounds like it. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get, get there. there. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, thank guys. You. Until Bye. next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Wine, Whiskey, and Murder. If you enjoy the podcast, like what you're hearing, please make sure that you rate and subscribe to us, especially on Spotify, but absolutely any other streaming platform that you're able to hear our podcast on. You can also email us if with any feedback or questions or just any information that you want to pass along to us. And that's going to be at wine, whiskey, murder podcast at gmail.com. You can also interact with us on our Facebook group and our TikTok account at wine, whiskey, murder podcast. And last but certainly not least, we recently started a Patreon account. Um, so if you want to support or to help support the podcast with a small donation of $5 a month, please make sure you go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and just search for us under the podcast name, Wine, Whiskey, and Murder. Thanks again, everybody.